Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. I am your host, Ken Seymour, with your co-host, Richard Geiger. Yeah, yeah happily, happily be here. We are truly, truly excited today. We have a wonderful guest with us. His name is Carl C.R. Folio. He is somebody that you should definitely recognize from the number of different products he is, products, projects he's been associated with over time, both as an actor and a stuntman and stunt coordinator. Welcome, Carl. Wow, thank you so very much. I hope I can live up to that intro here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, occasionally, we like to overwhelm. You know, it, we'll yeah. fix it in post, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so happy to be here, you guys. Uh, we're, we're really pleased as much to have you here. Absolutely happy to have you. Um, so we kind of came across, uh, we were talking about this just a minute ago, we kind of came across a little bit uh, of your work in our process of just going through a wide variety of, of comic book uh, related projects and things like that. Um, but you got your start uh, quite a bit earlier doing, uh, I seem to remember hearing something about being a bit of a cowboy at some point. Oh yeah. Well, um, I, uh, I started my, my career uh, at, uh, at Knott's Berry Farm uh, playing a, a cowboy stuntman. Um, I was uh I was uh, going to uh, going to college, and a buddy of mine on the wrestling team. All he could do was talk about wanting to be a stuntman, and um, I was pretty much like, "Will you teach me how to ride a motorcycle?" <laughs> hmm. <laughs> and uh, hmm. uh, you know, we became fast friends. And he found this uh, audition. Uh, uh, it was uh, the summer of '74, and um, and I thought, "Good God, I think I was digging ditches for a plumber." And I went, "I'll do anything besides hmm. you know, real work." Yeah, uh, it was really tough. Um, so audition, you know, he taught me a few things. Uh, they they were looking for a, a big guy who could uh, who could move and and hopefully act a little bit and be funny. And I just kind of fit the bill. And uh, you know, I was 20 years old, and I had planned on going back to college because I was uh, I was on a scholarship, and uh, and there I was on stage at Nasbury Farm with a cowboy hat and a gun, and people were applauding and laughing, and there were girls in the audience, and I just never went back to college. So that, yeah. was, that was my cowboy start. Yeah. yeah. It's a good one. Well, I can imagine that would be kind of a, a really big, uh, big impact. Had you had any, like, stage performance experience before that, even, like, in college or high school and had that kind of audience in front of you before? No, not not as an actor. I, I did a play in eighth grade, and, and that was it. I was... You know, I went through high school, uh, you know, three sports a year. Um, the 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 biggest sport that you know stood out for me it was wrestling, and and that's what got me you know into college. Um, I, I I always loved being, <laughs> and I look back on it now and understand it. I always loved being on the mat, just me and this other guy. And when the lights went on, it was on me. And and so I think that was maybe a confidence builder for me. Um, to be able to step into, uh, you know, being in front of people and 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 being a character and and um, trusting myself that uh, you know the character I played wasn't necessarily the the person that I am. Uh, and uh, and and God, I was twenty twenty one years old. It was just it was fun and it was a job. And I didn't I never thought about. Oh, I'm going to do this for the next 50 years. <laughs> you know, it was, I'm going to do this till the next paycheck, and then I'm going to do this till the next paycheck. And um, and it, it was something that um, it was something that I just fit. I just fit, and and it 
felt good and it still feels good to this day to to work and be on set. Now there has to be kind of a a natural progression from when you said you started in that um, where you had some things that you were doing and you had a job and then you got more things that you were doing and you got it and then there were more things. Was there like a tipping point that was in there that you really kind of saw, hey, I'm now this is this is it. Like this is what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, you know, um, it, there was, <laughs> I, I, yeah, the, without sounding like a real idiot, um, <laughs> I was I was always afraid to, to to do anything else because I didn't really know where I fit, and and it it was just that I fit into this niche of artists and people who were. Um, who didn't live in the black and white, but, you know, explored the gray. Uh, uh, and and um, doing live shows at Knott's was, was lots and lots of fun. And then I moved on to Universal Studios, and, and I actually did the um, live shows up there on the tour as well. We did the three-man stunt show, and I did, I did that for seven or eight years wow. while I went out and, and learned um, uh, how to do high falls and fire and cars and motorcycles and... And went out and, and tried to hustle myself uh, and get get studio work. And I think I think the 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 tipping point in there was I started working um, regularly on a couple of TV series back then on Knight Rider and on uh, The Incredible Hulk uh, and and a couple others. And it was it was then that I went oh look, <laughs> look what I'm doing, you know. Uh, and, and, uh, I was learning, I was having fun and it was, um, it was physical and it was, it was mental and it was emotional and, and, uh, uh, it was, uh, it was everything that I fit in. And, and it was, it was then that I knew it was time to walk away from the live stunt shows and put all my energy into, into hustling television and, and pictures. So... That uh, that's that's awesome. Having that kind of that 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 moment that uh, even if it is drawn out over a period of time for that clarity, something that that relates to that as you're kind of getting this experience and you're doing everything that the, the question that kind of formed in my mind is I'm looking over your resume over the years and, and the things that you've done. I realized how little I know about the actual process of some of the smaller, some of the smaller parts, some of the stunt work, how that works. I mean, because in, in the mind, I expect and often the average person we think, so we understand as an actor, I have to go, I have to do an audition to get into the role. But then when my mind jumps over to stunt man, it's like, well, does it work the same way? Do I do auditions for stunt work? Or am I, am I just, you know, a guy knows a guy and Hey, Carl, he knows how to do this stuff. We got to get him in and, and do this. How does that work? That's a, that's a great question, and, and it actually works both of those ways. Um, there's, there's the, in the, in, in for me, the old days were, you know, the late 70s through the 80s into the 90s when TV action was just going and going. Um, it was easy to get a call that said, uh, from a stunt coordinator that said, hey, I've got three lines of dialogue and a fight with, uh, with the Hulk. Um, hmm. Can you come in and do it for a couple of days? And, and so that's how, that's how most of us worked back in those days. But there were also a couple hundred of us, not a couple thousand of us that mm. there is now. Um, and, and as, as time went on, 
um, I would say probably in the early 90s, uh, there was a lot more producers who wanted to audition stuntmen to make sure that, you know, they didn't drool when they said their three words of dialogue <laughs> or, you know, that they didn't overact because, you know, they don't know how to act and you know, all these preconceived notions, which is really odd because if you look, you know, I mean, we're on a different set every week. Yeah. You know, we're on, we're on, uh, uh, you know, two, three, four hundred sets in our career where an actor may work on four or five sets in a year. You know, the, the ability to, to absorb that that goes on around you is is amazing yeah you know when when somebody asks you a question and you know the answer you're like you know i don't think i knew that before 20 years ago um but but now i do so there's there's an osmosis thing that goes on there too uh that that you need to take in the 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 progression is is the, the process is different. Everybody's got a different process. Um, I, I, as a coordinator, um, uh, the, the shows that I, that I coordinate, um, the producers pretty much trust me to bring in who I need to bring in. If there's a, if there's a big speaking part and they want to see two or three people, I have no, I have no problem with that either. Um, as a, I, I learned, a, I learned when I was very young that, um, that I would need to be more versatile than, somebody who is five foot nine and 165 pounds with blonde hair, Hmm. you know, I needed to be something different. And, and that would mean I needed to know how to act. Uh, I needed to take acting classes and I needed to, uh, you know, understand the process. And, um, and I did all those things. I mean, I studied from the time I was 21 and, um, and it, and it pays off. Uh, uh, you have to know what you're going in for it. And, uh, and also as a stunt person, you can't say yes to something just to get the job because that's probably the last job you'll get for a very long time. <laughs> you know, the, yeah, the word goes out pretty fast, you know, and, and, um, as a stunt coordinator, you don't want to put somebody on spot that isn't somebody who isn't tested. Mm. You don't want to put them on a the spot as well. I, I'm a big believer in, you know, you bring them up and you bring them through and, and, um, and there's so much talent out there. There's so much talent out there. So that was a hell of a long answer, wasn't it? That's, that's no. the last, the kind we like really. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. All right. If, if I get off point, bring me back in. Well, you know, that's the, the best conversations that we've had. Uh, we, we intend to start in one place and somehow just don't end up there. And I, I we're, we're happier for yeah, it. Those, <laughs> are the, those are the best kind right there. Sweet. So, Sweet. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're you're involved in these productions, and yep. uh, you've either been brought in or you've auditioned. What is the dynamic between a stuntman and the rest of the cast? The whether the the either the key actors or uh, the the directors, the producers. What what is the kind of feel? How is that? How does that interaction work? You know, um, it's. It's it's almost like well yeah, it's almost like any job any place of work I think that you go to is that you're going to find those people that are very accept, accepting with open arms and then you're going to have those people that keep you at arm's length and and so that's just personalities um, I, I, I I've I've never had I've never had a problem with with um, with a, a director or a, or a, or a majority of actors. Uh, on set, 
um, everybody's very appreciative. If if you're as professional as can be, then then and you treat them that way, then that's pretty much what you get back. Uh, 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 and I think I think too is that um, you know we hear about the crazy directors that yell and scream and do what they do, <laughs> you know, to to think they they need to, to do that. And I'm not, I, I don't, I don't dig that at all, but yeah. you know, everybody's got their process. And, 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 um, I think if you go in as a professional and you, and you, and you show them that you know what you're doing, then you get that back. And, and I've, I've always gotten that. And, and I've had some great mentors over the years who I've, who I've watched and studied and, and see how, how they work or why they work that way and how they make it. Um, but you're not going to please everybody, you know. You're not going to. I I was um, I was on a show. I was on a movie, and um, uh, it was their third or fourth day of, of shooting. It was my first day on set, and I came into set and and um, went to hair and makeup, and then went to wardrobe. And I got in the wardrobe who uh, of the actor that I was going to double, and um, and I walked to set, and I kind of stood there, and I saw a couple people that I knew, and and. Um, and the actor walked by and he did a double take at me and he goes, who the hell are you? And I went, uh, my name's Carl. He goes, what the hell are you doing here? And I was just like, well, just here to help out if you need it, sir. Um, and so that's kind of how that relationship went the rest of the show. You know, uh, there's, there's some people who are just like, you know, I should be doing this because I'm, I'm the guy. Mm. And, and, um, and and that's ego taking over the reality of you know you're the actor do do your job let me do mine and everybody's happy they've been doing this for years you know it's not like reinventing the wheel um, uh, and I'll tell you another thing is that is that the majority of times wherever the stunt people are on set is where somebody wants to come hang out mm. we are loving and fun and a and a brother and sisterhood that. Um, that's incomparable. Uh, I was, um, I was always a, a very much a team player and, and, and that's another part that fits for me as being, you know, part of a team. You, you don't, you're not always in a life and death situation, but when you are, um, there's, there's, a, you, there's always going to be one of your brothers or sisters that are take care of you and, and to, and to help you or save you. And it doesn't mean that you have to go to dinner with these people. It just means that we all have this commonality of taking care of each other because we each know that we could be in that spot one day. Mm. And, and, and I think when, especially when you get big groups of stunt people on a set um, and, and it's situations that are, that are tense, the, uh, the crew tends to give over to the, to that, frame of mind of, of let's take care of everybody. Let's work as one team here. Nobody steps out of line. And, um, and that's how great things get done in, in movies. You know, that's, that's what it takes. Uh, and, uh, uh, there's a lot of ways to get there, but, um, but at the end of the day, you know, you want everybody to walk away. Yeah. So you, you kind of mentioned the team aspect and your, your mentor that you had. Tell me a little bit about that. Like who, who was your mentor and, and what, how did he kind of help bring you along through the industry? Well, um, uh, the, the, the first, first, uh, 
group of, of uh, stunt people that I was around was uh, a lot was on uh, the Incredible Hulk uh, with uh, Lou Ferrigno, Bill Bixby, you know, back back then on TV days. And um, the stunt coordinator there was uh, was Frank Orsatti, and Frank was the epitome of a stud. He was just <laughs> he was hard as a rock, and he was handsome as can be, and he 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 had he had brains and balls to go with with stunt work. He was just a great, great guy. And and he's one of those people that you can't help but love. You know, he, he always had his hand out of, uh, you know, how do you do, you know, and, and good to see you and stick around. I'm busy now, but I'll talk to you in a little bit. You know, because we used to go, our hustle is, you know, we don't have agents. So our hustle is knocking on doors and making phone calls. And so, and so you never know how you're going to, what kind of mood, the coordinator is going to be in, but Frank was always kind and always professional and, and, um, and, uh, uh, always offering to help some of the new guys show their talent. And, uh, and so I would, I would watch him and around him were, were, and I'll throw out some names here, you know, were, were Billy Burton and, um, and, and, uh, Gary McClarty and Tommy Huff and Eddie Dono and these uh, these guys who were, you know, I, I, you know, were awe-inspiring because I, I knew some of the stuff that they did, and um, and the the big message I got out of each one of them was was keep your ears and your eyes open, your mouth shut, and learn a lot, and and so that's pretty much what it's been. Um, you know, uh, if you got an idea or something's wrong, you, there's a way to present it. Um, but these guys were, these guys were, were professionals. I mean, um, uh, Tommy Huff and Eddie Donald were uh, were uh, uh, the Blues Brothers. They doubled the Blues Brothers. Oh, uh, you know. So, so I mean, those guys were just. Um, I'm extremely talented and, and uh, you know wonderful friends who some who I've been lucky enough to have for you know thirty or forty years now. Um, uh, uh, the and then and then mentors, you know, Mick Rogers, who who came up, I came up with, big time stunt coordinator, second unit director, um, about learning. The, he taught me about learning the industry and um, really appreciating who came before us and how it was done then and why it's either the same or different now. Um, I, I, there's been uh, you know Ron Stein and Charlie Paterni and. Uh, Glenn Wilder and just just people who who were um, kind enough to take a minute to notice uh, some talent and you know and, and it's it's something that I try to do as a coordinator as well uh, is um, you know you can take time because good God you know sometimes people drive for two or three hours to see you mm. <laughs> just to hand you a just to hand you a picture and say hey what you think about me and. Um, and uh, you know you should you should give them the time that you got, and and uh, that's what got me into a career, and uh, and, and um, you know it's just the way you want to treat people for for me. Well, uh, nowadays with with how I, I how I kind of interpret how stunt work works now, it's completely different than what it was before with all the digital atmosphere that things are in and green screens and things like that. So. How do you use that type of work now to help be a mentor for the other folks that are coming up in the industry? 
Well, yeah, good question. Um, if if you look back, you know, generations, um, we've uh, the action on action in movies has 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 changed uh, drastically from you know really bad fist fights to <laughs> to I mean really bad fist fights, you know, to um, to really good fist fights. But uh, but you know, if you look through almost almost all the way through the nineteen sixties into the 70s all the fist fights were the same you know uh, and and no matter what you watched um and then things started to change here uh, um uh, technologies catch started to catch up a little bit um we stopped using uh we stopped using uh, uh styrofoam cups to to land in and started using boxes and then from boxes we went to foam pads and from foam pads we went to airbags and and so Here's what another mentor along the way, Andy Armstrong, a prolific stunt coordinator. Um, I had this question, this, this uh, 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 conversation with him at lunch 20 years ago. I said, "Geez, Andy, CGI is coming in, and and they're gonna they're gonna take our jobs. Oh my God, what am I gonna do? What what what?" what, what? <laughs> and and he said he said, "Look, at the turn of the uh, of the 19th to 20th century, if you were a blacksmith, you could either." keep shoeing horses or learn how to build a car. He said, if you don't keep up with the technology, you'll be shoeing horses the rest of your career. Yeah. And I was like, ah, okay. So let's find a way to do this. Um, CGI is, as, as done wonderful things for us. It's, uh, it's, uh, it enhanced our safety. I've, I've done, I did some stunts in my days that, that, um, they wouldn't think of doing it that way today, uh, because of, of the equipment that we've got and the, and the ability to you know uh, erase lines and put in fire and explosions and everything else. Um, so so safety wise, it's it's come around to help us as as action actors. Um, it, it's it's you know you could say it's taking some jobs away. You know CGI, or they're going to multiply these many people. Um, yeah, you know, you don't see, you don't see the casting calls on big epic films anymore like that, but, um, but production puts so much money into what they have that, um, that you almost can't worry about it. You, I don't think we can worry about technology. We just need to understand it and, and work with it, you know, and learn how, learn how the camera works, learn how the lenses are, learn how to shoot a plate um, you know, learn the, the, the lingo that the director wants to talk about or what, how the producer wants to shoot um, and and know what you can do as a, especially as a stunt coordinator, how you can help them. Oh, we can put a descender in here or we can put a, a decelerator there or here's where an air, air ram will go. Uh, uh, you know, we'll put these guys on lines and, and you know, erase. So, so the more valuable you are to production, the more likely you are to be able to stick around for a while. Hmm. So along those lines, you know, with these changes that, that you're adapting to over time, um, a lot of times 
adapting to any changes in an industry often leads to a certain amount of specialization. Does that kind of also happen in stunt work? Like, okay, I know that these are the five guys that I do when we're going to have a, a martial arts movie. They have a background in these specific things. That's what I want. Okay, this is high wire work. These guys are really good at that. Is that kind of what happens? Or is it better to be more all around knowledgeable? Oh, the, the, the more you know, the more valuable you are. Uh, if, you know, in the, in the old, old days before me, you know, uh, when there were 50 stunt people in town, um, they go, okay, these three guys are, are the best horsemen. Get them. These two guys are the best high falls. And these three guys over here are the best fire guys. In today's world, because there's so much competition, if you, if you only do one thing, that one thing may come up once every three years. Mm. You, you want somebody on set that, um, that not only knows fire, but understands uh, you know, what, it, what it takes to do a, what seems to be a simple fight scene, and they never are. Um, that you wanted somebody who can, okay, so you're going to be on fire, and then we're going to put you on an air ramp. So, <laughs> so you know, so now you're going to, you can't get two guys to do that. You yeah. know, you need, you need one person to be able to light them on fire hit, and, and hit the air ramp and land where they need to land. So specialization is, is not, as far as a stunt performer goes, is, is really not a good thing. Mm. But being, uh, being, a uh, uh, like lately, probably usually in the last, usually in the last 10 years, um, riggers have come to light. And so there's, there's some uh, people that who, for instance, if I were to run a show and, and I had a big rigging job, I would know what rigging company I would want to call, the stunt riggers that I want to call um, to come fill for me, depending on what needs to be done. Um, uh, with that in mind, if we're going to fly somebody, then um, you know, or do some wire work, then uh, then you start narrowing down to: Do I need to double somebody to do the wire work, or do I need to bring somebody in to to, to do the uh, the role and do the wire work on top of that? Um, lots of things to think about. The last thing you want to do is put somebody in a spot that they can't do and have production get hung up for four hours. You know, that's that's kind of the kiss of death. Um, uh, 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 the, the, and as a coordinator, especially now for me, is, is I pretty much know who can do what. And, and if I'm looking for somebody who, uh, uh, you know, for instance, I, I mean, I, I work with a lot of, uh, of uh, actors and, that are you know, 30 or under. And so to double them, I need pretty much the same kind of aged people, mm. uh, you know, so the movement is the same and the, and the, the, the mannerisms are the same. So, you know, I make calls, uh, you know, I'll, I'll look down and say, okay, I have to double John Doe. Let me see what he's worked on. Who was the coordinator there? I'll call that coordinator and say, who doubled him? How did he do? How good is the actor? You know, I can, I need to do my homework. I can't just show up on set and say, Hey, here's here's a harness. Put it on. You know. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna throw you fifty feet in the air. Um, so so it's uh, you know the onus is on me as as a stunt coordinator. Um, your original question was specialties. I I don't think um, I just don't think you can get along with with doing a thing. Hmm. 
Hmm. So kind of backwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you, I mean, your, your, your list of things that you have been either a, you know, in or coordinated is pretty long. It's fast. <laughs> um, you know, I, I kind of like to talk about some of those things. You know, we mentioned, or you mentioned, the Incredible Hulk and, and Knight Rider, and yeah. that's that's right up our alley. You know, Definitely. that's that's sure. our that's our age range for us there too. Uh, but um, that was great stuff, man. That was those were fun. Is, those were just fun. When in looking at some of these things here, um, you 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 got screen time that you had some some words and you, it was more than just doing what you'd normally been doing when was the first time that you really kind of got that opportunity to do uh to, to like play a role uh, yeah to do dialogue stuff like that and yeah I, you know what it was it was pretty much right out of the shoot um i uh the first the first uh tv show that i did was uh bj and the bear and um, <laughs> I hear you snickering. Snicker. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> the damn monkey. Anyway, uh, so yeah, my first my first uh, TV show is BJ and the Bear, and I and I they hired me to play a role. So it was it wasn't just about doing a fight and getting shot. I I was on the run on the show. I had dialogue with the you know with the leads. Um, uh, I, we did a fight. We did a something I think into the water. Um, so it was. It was pretty much out of the shoot that that the word got out that that Carl's a pretty good actor on top of being able to fall down, and and um, and that actually sparked me to really make sure that I stayed studying, um, you know, because that acting thing is a working muscle, hmm. and and uh, you know, it, and uh, and it was fun, you know, it was it was lots of fun uh, uh, to to be able to, you know be those those characters and and um and so it's it's uh it's a blessing that i that that some of that fell into my lap and i was i was able to capitalize on it well he had a you've had you had a, a large run well large-ish run i seem to remember I, the one thing that's kind of caught my eye a television show that i think i'm one of the five people that watched uh i believe it's called sledgehammer oh my god <laughs> one point uh oh. I saw that yeah. and just had to have a moment where it's like, man, I'm trying to think back. So, okay, what do I remember seeing him in that show? Because it was it was one. It didn't have a huge cast, so no, it didn't. Uh, uh, it was. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you uh, got it. You got it, man. David Ratchie and, and that group over there was um, was so much fun to work with, and and um, the creator and oh my gosh, I just lost his name. I couldn't. Uh, just, It'll come back. Um, for some reason, uh, he came. He was on set one day, and uh, I, I or, or, I, or I read for him or something. But he just was like he told Stunkhorn, he goes, "Just put Carl in wherever you can." It was just I was just like, oh, "Okay, you know," because I did. I think I did like maybe five or five episodes or something. Yeah, you had uh, different. It seemed like different parts each time. Oh God! Yeah, I was a. I, I was a. One time I was a Russian, and one time I was an Indian, and one time I was. A, um, I played a an android. It was. Uh, I played. I played. A, oh, I played Hamoroid. <laughs> <laughs> I played Hamoroid. I remember uh, you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. So um, yeah, but what a you know again what a fun thing to do. I was, 
you know, young and strong and physical and, you know, indestructible. And, uh, um, and maybe back then, even back then, wasn't quite as sophisticated as it is now. It was yeah. a little, uh, you know, it was a little less, uh, uh, not so many people are going to break balls for it. You know, well, or today, if something goes wrong, you know, s- social media is like, oh, did you see that piece of crap? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know? That's uh, true. Like, yeah, it's a freaking TV show. Back off. But, um, yeah, Sledgehammer, one of my favorite things to do. One of my favorite, favorite things to do. Yeah. So, okay. So so you've had these. Uh, th- uh, now, this is where I'm going to be spassing. And a couple of my, couple of my uh, uh, listeners slash and or friends have noted that I occasionally take the left turn, and we're going to go all over the highway on this, just talking about a few of the few of the things that you've been in. But it seems like you know, from a geek's perspective, from you know the fans' perspective on our end, you've had a, a couple of brushes with just things that many of us daydream of at any given time. I was looking that you were on uh, License to Kill, uh, and, yeah, and with uh, Timothy Timothy Dalton, Dalton. yeah. So, what are some of the, what are some, a couple that you just go, wow, I've always wanted to be in this kind of thing, or I always thought it was neat that, that just came off as just really cool at the moment? Wow, well, you know, um, it, it's, it's, uh, it's funny you should bring that particular picture up because, um, because good God, who doesn't want to work on a Bond picture? Right. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, um, and, and, you know, it, the call came in, you know, we did this years ago and, and it, it, there was, a there was a slight invasion of, of the, um, English stunt coordinators to the, to the United States. Mm-hmm. And there were some of the old cowboys that were so pissed off about it that they wouldn't work for these guys. And, um, I was in the stuntman's association at the time and, uh, a call came in and they were looking for some bad guys and, and, uh. Uh, the three or four guys turned down the interview and I was just like, well, I want to be in a Bond picture. So I went to the interview and, um, and, uh, I had a great time, worked for a great stunt coordinator, the, uh, an English gentleman, um, who worked down in Mexico. Uh, I, I, uh, I had the pleasure of being killed by an electric eel <laughs> And which, which you can only get killed by electric eel on a, on a bond picture, you know, and yeah. everything. Um, uh, there's a, I think, I, I think there's a picture in my book of it, of me landing in the, uh, in the tank. Okay. Um, but, but, uh, it, it's, uh, yeah, you know, so, so that was, that was very special. Um, uh, uh let me see. I, I, things like, um, well, when I got, I auditioned for far and away uh, mm. with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And um, they were looking for a, a big Italian boxer, and um, and so I auditioned for that part, and I was extremely excited to get that. You know, that was, uh, it was just very cool for me. Um, I uh, because the script read that I won the fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. I don't win many fights, you know, let alone against Tom Cruise. Um, uh, and and uh, so that was exciting. Uh, uh, gosh, uh, working with uh, Clint Eastwood on. Um, in the line of fire. In the line of fire. Thank you so very much. You know, I mean, hey, can you come work with Clint? I'm just like, oh my god, oh my yes, god, please. oh my god. You know, um, uh, I, because because at the end of the day, I'm still a fan. You know, I'm I'm still a fan. Yeah. I, I just you know, I mean, uh, I, I was just like, uh, you know, and and, and uh, oh gosh, let's see what else I did. Uh, the Presidio. 
uh, yeah. uh, with with uh, uh, Sean Connery, and um, and and when he walked onto the set, the set went. It was like it was like the set went quiet. <laughs> he just walked on the set. Nobody said a freaking word, and, and I could hear my heart going. You know, Sean Connery. You know, um, and then and I worked with him again on on uh, Red October. Yeah. And the same thing happened. He walked on the ship, and everybody's like, Sean Connery. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I you know some of these some of these people were great. You know, I got to work with uh, you know one of my favorite movies of all time is Young Frankenstein, and I got to work with Madeline Kahn. Oh, and, that would have been right? awesome. So right, yeah. Do you feel me? Uh. Um, so you know, with through my career, you know, they, I've been so extremely fortunate. Can I can I just keep yapping here for? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Heck yeah. Um, so when I was a kid, uh, a teenager, a book came out. George Clinton wrote a book called um, Paper Lions. Mm. And it, it was about his training camp with the Detroit Lions. And and at the time um, I read the book, uh, Alex Karras was uh, was playing for the Detroit Lions. And, and I read about him and something clicked in me that his personality and my personality were pretty much the same. And um, so when I got to play varsity football, I took number seventy-one because that was his number, mm-hmm. and um, and and I wore that proudly. And uh, cut two, I'm doing a movie called Against All Odds, yeah. and I get to double Alex Karras. And <laughs> so right, so he shows up on set, and I'm I'm a drooling idiot. I can't wait to shake his hand, you know. And, and I'm trying to be very cool and. Um, so, so, you know, it's, uh, my, it, it's been a, it's been a, a, a good career. I worked hard at it, but you know, you get, you get some really fun perks, you know, every once in a while and, and, um, and being able to double Alex and take some, you know, back in those days to, you know, take some pictures with him. And, and, uh, then I worked on Webster. I doubled him on Webster. Webster. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you, uh, that, yeah. that makes sense. It would, it would make more sense than, than probably, uh, doubling anybody else on that show. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, so, so things like that come my way when I was a kid and, and my dad took me to the, to the, watch the LA Rams play. And I watched the fearsome foursome and they cut to 20 some years later and I get to double, uh, uh, uh Merlin Olson. Wow. And, and I'm just like, uh, and it just gives me, th- it, it, it gives me chills. You know, it's, it, it's thrilling to be able to do that. And, and so, um, so I've had I've I've met some really wonderful people and uh, uh, you know things kind of you just never know what's coming up next. You know we're all a phone call away from something really bitch. Yeah, that's because we were talking about this the other day when we were prepping for this and just just seeing kind of the the degrees of separation that you have from the different. Um, the different projects that you've worked on, and mm-hmm. we, we being the comic book guys that we watch, looking, it's like, oh, he was in the original Flash television show, you know, just just right. you know, once, like that was that was one thing uh, that that made me giggle just a little bit. But one of the things I also kind of wanted to talk about, there are sometimes that that you do work on on pieces where we started looking for you. I know Richard was trying to find you specifically. Mm-hmm. We saw that you were in Con Air. It's like wow, yeah. that's fantastic, and we see the you know, picture. It's like yeah, that's him. And then we're well, he's looking for you in the movie. It's like where is he? 
I worked, you know, I worked nine weeks on that picture. I got like 20 seconds on screen. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why. Yeah. And, but, but the checks cleared and the residuals are good. So yeah, it's, yeah, it just came <laughs> rolling I, in. Absolutely. I think I was the first guy killed in the in the uh, in the uh, graveyard in the in the uh, airplane graveyard. Oh. And and if and I'm on the plane, you know, I'm on the plane and I'm there and. I mean, yeah, I'm around. <laughs> so there's, there's stuff like that. There's stuff like I think I think shoot them up. I'm I'm one of the first casualties. I got to tell you guys that I get killed first in a lot of freaking movies. <laughs> you know, and I don't know if it's them trying to tell me something like get him the hell out of here or what. Um, just talking about this the other day, somebody said uh, that when we were talking about um, uh, 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 RoboCop two, <laughs> mm. and um, and uh, uh, boom, you know, Carl's dead. What? No. I'm trying to remember so, on that one. Were you one of the ones that got stepped on? Is that is that what I'm remembering right? Or did you get no, shot? Actually, was... uh, on Robo Two, um, there's uh, a, a crew of us in a station wagon um, uh, drive into a, a gun shop uh, and start stealing weapons, and then Robo comes down that. around the corner, and and uh, I think we blow him up. The first time with a bazooka, and then he gets out of the car and kills the hell out of him. Oh, so okay, so all right, I've I've got I've got to geek out just just a little bit for a moment too. So, uh, well, I say that like this is different because this yeah. is just all geek out because this is this is the thing that that gets me. One of my favorite, um, one of my favorite directors, writers slash directors that. Uh, uh, I kind of anytime that he has a speaking engagement, I, I tend to go see him because he's entertaining every time. And I saw you worked with him on a single project, at least that's the only one that I saw. But uh, you were in Mallrats, uh, yeah, Kevin. Kevin Smith. Yeah, I, I was. I was fat ass. Fat ass fly. <laughs> that was me going across the, the mall. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I I was wondering as I was thinking stunts like it's Mallrats. There's really not a lot. Had the only thing I remember is him yeah. flying into the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was me. Oh, Thank wow. you so very much. Now it's nice to be remembered. Um, yeah, you know what? Here's here's the thing about Kevin. At that time, you know he had done uh, uh, Clerks, right? Yeah. And Universal gave him six million dollars to do Mallrats, and. Um, you know, uh, I, I, there I am, and this, this is what twenty-two or three years ago, and um, and we're working in this we're working in this mall who, that was completely closed. You know, so we had the whole mall, and um, you know, there's uh, Ben Affleck floating through, and you know, eight or ten other people who are now somebody. Yeah. But back then, you know, Kevin and Jay, Jay, oh, I lost his last name. Uh, uh, his sidekick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, and you know, if you walked, it's a, it was a big two-story mall, and and you know, in malls, kind of down that back hallway, there's always that security room. Yeah. You know, so <clears throat> that's what their that's where their office was, and um, and uh, I went in there just once, and it was like a freaking college dorm room. <laughs> yeah, there was there was booze bottles here and coffee cups there, and and, and and cigarette smoke here, and other smoke over there, and um, and and it just—I was just like, how how in the world are these guys going to make a movie? You know, <laughs> how in the world are they going to make a movie? And um, and I think Mallrats was successful enough 
that's when Kevin said, oh, I, I got a career here. And that's when he started kind of turning on this, the a more serious directing, you know, stuff. Um, but they were they were like a dozen kids playing, you know, playing in the mall. Mm. And um, but for me, I, I had a great time on that. I got to do that fly fat ass fly thing, you know, <laughs> which is, you know, whatever. What I don't care what they're saying as long as they're talking about me. Yeah. Um, and um, and I met my wife on that set. So uh, really? so it was a it was a good month for me. A good month, yeah. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. So you kind of mentioned him, um, uh, Kevin Smith, as the director, right, for that movie. And yeah. you've had a chance to work with a lot of good directors. I, I, I mean, think obviously a lot of people know your scene from Casino as Tony Dogs pretty well. Right. Um, right. So you, you've got a chance to work with a lot of star power and a lot of good directors. Is there. Um, I guess a two-part question. Uh, uh, of the directors, is there a favorite, and is there one that you still have yet to hit kind of on your butt, like someone you haven't got a chance to work for? Well, wow, that's a good question. Um, uh, oh, man, let me see. Uh, you know, I worked with, uh, I, I worked with Scott Cooper um, not so long ago on, on uh, Out of the Furnace. Hmm. And, um, and uh, he was a great director to work for he's a very he's an actor's director you know he comes from acting and and he gets it and and so he was he was uh, somebody that was uh, that kind of stands out here um uh oh good lord i'd have to really kind of go through this to to remember who and what and why yeah uh, uh can we just can we, nope. we, we, we can um, skip and come back to it yeah <laughs> yeah you know, cause it's, it's actually pretty difficult for me I I, uh, I don't um, God you know what I, and I'm and I'm phoning through my <coughs> excuse me <coughs> my IMDB here as far as directors go uh, it's really um, it's really tough it's really tough for me to, to, to say I I I don't remember a lot of directors that I didn't like working for um uh you know everybody's got different things to oh, do yeah. when we were doing con air um uh west uh, simon west uh was a director and um did a great job but it, it seemed like it took forever for him to get there mm. um uh and when i worked on uh uh fight club i was um, about to ask about uh, that i bet that might have been difficult that was well, yeah. <laughs> Fincher is. Uh, um, they, here's the thing: is they. I got a call. Hey, I need you to play this little part and do a play. This guy, and it's about three days of work, and I was very excited about it. And three days was turned into about three and a half weeks. Wow. Uh, the 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 scene that I mostly did was um, coming downstairs to lose bar with Lou mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's where they were doing the fight. And then Lou and, and Brad Pitt get, get in a fight. And that was Lou's guy broke them up. Well, those stairs, there was like a hundred freaking thousand steps. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so, so we'd start at the top and we'd get uh, about three quarters of the way down and, and Fincher would go, cut, let's go again. <laughs> and you'd be like, I mean, how many different ways can you walk down the fucking stairs? Excuse me. And so, <laughs> okay, right? So, 
so we're, we're, we're walking down the stairs. We're walking down the stairs, probably did 20 or 25 times. And, um, and, and my poor actor friend in front of me, he looks at me, he goes, for God's sakes, because he said, you, is it me? You know, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but, but you'll see if you want, if you look in the movie and, and this is just before I had my hips replaced, my hips had, had taken a beating and, um, was scheduled to get them replaced. So, so when we finally got all the way down to the bottom of the stairs and had to walk across the basement, I look like I'm going to drop. <laughs> and, 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 and Lou, the guy that actually played Lou, he was just, we were exhausted by that time. And I don't know if that's what he wanted or what, but, you know, um, again, looking back on it, uh, the pain went away. The checks keep coming. Yeah. Life is good. Yeah. You know? uh, I was going to say, it's like you're an actor. If you want me to be tired, just tell me to act tired. Yeah, yeah you know, that's like, that's as stupid as getting drunk to play a drunk. You know? I just don't quite get it. Um, so yeah, um, uh, let me see. Um, uh, directors Beverly Hills Cop uh, three. I did uh, did that with uh, 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 John Landis. Mm. Um, uh, 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 different different sort of guy, but um, very uh, just artistic. You know, I mean, these guys you just know what they're talking about. You know, back to Scorsese. You know, oh, he's yeah. just well, he's just right on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the first time in Casino when they were <clears throat> the, the opening scene when they're dragging me to the table to put my head in the vice um, I, I, the, the first time I did it uh, and, and I was just you know I was excited again excited to be there they they were dragging me in and I was kind of helping them too much and mm. and, and, and Scorsese with and he was always behind a little curtain watching his monitor all you heard all you heard was cut 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 <laughs> They've been beating me up for three fucking days. Da, 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 you know. So I was like, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. I was like, holy oh, Christ. So, um, uh, so you know, but but he he uh, uh, he kept everything moving. I mean, I was on the uh, I was on the table for I don't know, nine, ten, eleven hours. I mean, it was it was quite a night, and and he kept it going, and and um, always had. Uh, he always had a positive at the end of whatever he said, huh. and 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 that's a that's a very important thing, you know. I I believe very important thing, you know. Do this, do it right, you got it. Okay, go, you know. Just it's just easy like that. So um, yeah, you know. I mean, I, uh, and again, then uh, directors I don't pay a lot of attention to. <laughs> I don't mean it like that, but but if everybody's getting along, everybody's getting along, you know. And and I've got a, such a long line of people I've worked for since, you know, the, the late 70s. And then, so you had mentioned getting, uh, doing the, the hip replacement, because obviously after all those years, it's just kind of hard on hard on your body to, you know, get hit by cars or get thrown off buildings and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. it is, is that type of work something that you still enjoy, like, you're you get an offer to do something like that nowadays still and you take people up on it or is it like well it might i might be it might be time for me to find somebody in my crew that can do that like what's what's that scenario or that transition like you mean do i ever say no (laughs) you know i you know because because i've hoard myself out for the last 40 years or so Um, we would never put it that way yeah well you know it, it it's kind of the truth but um no, I, I think I think the thing is that is that um, 
uh, it, the, the industry, <clears throat> the industry pushes you out, you know, and I'm really, nobody's going to call a 60 year old man to, to do a car hit or probably not fall down the stairs or, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's really a young man's business. And, and, um, these, these young men and, and women that are out there are so freaking talented. You don't want to put anybody in a position where it's detrimental to their health. And, mm. and you know what, you just, as a stunt coordinator, you need to take care of your overperformers. Um, and, and <clears throat> so, you know, and I saw the writing on the wall some years ago. And, and so that's when I started to move into to coordinating. And, um, and so that's pretty much what I do now. I worked on a movie a week or two ago, did some driving on it. Um, so, you know, I'll do that. I'll play a little part. Um, you know, I'll fall down as long as I don't have to get up and run. <laughs> there's, there's, I got some limitations here. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't get those calls anymore. Um, but what I'll do is, is I'll get calls that they'll say, Hey, we need, you know, a young Carl Serfalio. Do you have anybody around? <laughs> um, which hey, you know what? Which is okay because uh, that's a huge compliment. Yeah, it's, that's a compliment. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've, I've earned this. I've, I've earned this. The, the uh, ability to say no, uh, no, thank you. You know, <laughs> thanks for thinking of me, but no, thank you. Um, and I get a call every once in a while. You know, hey, you know, it's it's just a it's just a guy coming down the stairs and he slips like a you know does a prat fall lands on his. I'm just like wait time out. <laughs> you know, I thought been there done that and you know. <laughs> Uh, I just, you, you gotta, you, you just have to know when it's time to say this is just going to be, you know, for a, for X amount of money and three weeks of therapy, you know, uh, yeah. what do I want to do here, you know? Yeah. So, so it's about taking care of yourself and, 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 and being able to have a long career. I mean, it is definitely a marathon. Yeah. So completely unrelated. I just thought of a question. I want to make sure that we get this one in because this is an ongoing debate that we've been having. In fact, we had an episode on this particular subject on its own. And you are in potentially a uniquely um, suitable position to, to comment on this and to help break the, break the division. Uh, you did work on Glory, which means you had potentially the opportunity to work with Matthew Broderick. So awesome or... Awesome. That's really the only selections <laughs> that I've got is awesome or awesome. But, you know, my, my co-host has less of a, a, a positive view. Did you get a chance to – what did you do with Glory? Oh, we did um, – well, I was on Glory for weeks. Um, you know, we would be we would be Union soldiers one day and Confederate soldiers the next. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and, um, and we always wanted to be the Union soldiers because it was – I think it was August in Jonesboro, Georgia. Uh, and and those were cotton uniforms where the, like, the Confederates were wool. They were just hot yeah. as hell. Um, uh, so we always lied about that. But you know, so we did all the battle scenes, uh, not at the not at the fort, but in the fields. Okay. Uh, and um, and um, Matthew was there uh, uh, with us um, several days. Um, and and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, to me, yeah, I'm so sorry. To me, 
I mean, I think he's a fine actor, but to me, he always looks like he's 12. <laughs> you know? and, and, and I think maybe, maybe they did that on purpose because that's really kind of what happened back yeah. in, in those days. Um, but then I tell you what didn't help is when he pulled out his, his plastic sword and started sword fighting with some people. <laughs> you know? I was just like, oh, man. <laughs> but, um, but you know what? He was having a great time, and it, and it was actually a really, uh, a really wonderful movie to work on. I learned... I learned a lot, um, not just about the history, but, um, you know, all the uh, hundreds of reenactors mm. that, that came in. You know, uh, we would wrap at the end of the day and get in the vans to go back to the hotel, and, and these guys would pitch a tent and cook dinner out in the field. And, oh. um, yeah, they lived it. You know, and I was just like, yeah, good for you. You know, but I'm um, taking a hot shower tonight. Uh, but uh, it was uh, it was quite an experience, and... Uh, it's always, it's always, for me, it's just, it's just very cool to, to be connected with movies that matter, yeah. that, that things that matter, whether it's, whether it matters that it was funny or it matters that it was poignant or, you know, scary, but, but, but things that matter to people. Hmm. An important follow-up question to the scenes in Glory. <laughs> in the battle scenes, were you also the first one to get shot in those? Buddy, uh, you know what? Funny you should ask that. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? I, I think I've got a picture of the opening scene, and there's a bomb going off, and there's and I'm I'm maybe a foot away from the bomb, so yeah, I'm sure I'm <laughs> yeah. that's, that's one of the guys. Yeah, that is yeah. that is fantastic. <laughs> All right, so but, but we do have. I mean, we should ask. Yeah. About speaking of fantastic, we, we should. Yes, we we we've got to ask about. The, the Fantastic Four movie, right? Because there's so many. Sure. You're a main. You're like one of the main characters in this movie. It has a lot of, I don't know, behind the scenes stuff. There, there's a movie about making a movie. There's a movie about making the movie, and like it's, it's doomed. You're talking about the documentary. Yeah, yeah. Like, so like, yes. like this is. It's an. I I just think it's interesting. The whole concept of this particular movie. Um, you know, you were the thing in that, and the budget was supposed to be big. It got narrowed down, but your your suit that you're in, I mean, it's... It looked like it was, what, foam? Yeah, it was foam. It was foam. It was uh, a couple inches thick, um, all foam, uh, and and uh, uh, built by Optic, Optic Nerve, Optic Eye. Optic nerve in in the San Fernando Valley, um, and from from what I understand, and because I was not a big uh, uh, comic buff, uh, that it's it's probably the the closest uh, suit to the factual character. Oh, yeah. that, that's mm-hmm. been made. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, that was the one thing that drew me because uh, you know before we really started doing the podcast, I've been a comic book fan for years and years, and. Going around to the different conventions, you will see people that will have copies of that Fantastic Four movie, and that's that's just it's like Fantastic Four. You talk to everybody else, oh Chris Evans and Jessica. Alba. No, no, <laughs> before yeah. that, uh, uh, yeah, way before that. Yeah, you know, I was at a I was at a, a con. I was actually a Dragon Fest out in Pasadena, California, years ago, and. Um, you know, all the stands are set up with, with movies, and, and at the time, it was VHSs. And um, and I'm walking through, and I went, oh, my God. I said, 
and I grabbed it, and the guy goes, you want that? And I went, this is the original Fantastic Four by Roger Corman. He goes, yeah, I know. And I said, I'm in this. He goes, you are? And I said, yeah. And he goes, you want it? And I said, yeah. And he goes, 10 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) I said, whoa, wait, wait. I'm freaking in the movie. He goes, yeah, 10 bucks. <laughs> That's how I got my first copy of the damn movie, too. Well, yeah. <sighs> that is wonderful. So how, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've probably talked this to death to a certain extent, but so how exactly did, when you got the opportunity for this role, did you see it as like, oh, this is it. This is not just a role. I've got you know, the big role, this is going to be something that happened, or did you kind of have a suspicion that maybe things weren't the way that they were looking like they might be? Well, let's see. <clears throat> I, um, when I got, when I, when I got the role, I, I, uh, I went down to the, the I, I was at the Stuntman's Association you know, when I was a member there and, um, a call came in, and they said, we're looking for a stuntman who can wear a suit. We're looking for somebody who's about six feet tall, uh, 200 and some pounds with blue eyes. And I'm standing in the office going, uh, um, uh, look at uh, over here. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I went and they took a look at me and they were, they were like, yeah, everything's right. And they kept, they kept looking at my nose. And I said, I kind of got this Italian thing happening. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, they were like, I, I don't think your nose is going to fit in the mask. And so my thing nose doesn't have a nose. Been, well, you know, I've been a wrestler for years, so I took my nose and I pressed it all the way down. Mm. And I said, how about this? And they went, yep, that's good. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I got to tell you that I, I actually had to go out and study Fantastic Four. I, I knew nothing about, I knew nothing about it. You know, my, my knowledge about stuff like that stopped with Superman. And, and for to me, that was George Reeves. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, but I had to actually go out and study and, and, uh, I wanted to know about this character and, and, and what and why and how he moved. And, you know, Michael Bailey Smith, the actor Michael Bailey Smith actually played, played Ben Grimm mm-hmm. uh, until the transformation came along. And, and so I also wanted to be able to be, uh, true to him, you know, with, with whatever emotions and stuff that, that he wanted to do. Um, uh, but, but you know what? I had already been around long enough to know that when you walked into Roger Corman's stinky studio, that something just wasn't right. <laughs> you know, it was, I don't know if it was the rats the size of cats. I don't, I don't know if it was the couches from the old porn shoots that they used to be, do oh, there. That's right. I don't know what it was, but I was just like, wow, look, I'm, I'm here to do a job and I'm going to give them 110%. But, um, you know, the cardboard spaceship. I'm just like, holy shit. Uh, it's um, it my, really something. Oh, my favorite was the uh, the uh, Mr. Fantastic stretch effects. That was Oh, just, yeah. Yeah. That they, was amazing. They spent a million dollars on the movie, and they were a million dollars short on making it really, really good. You know, I think if they at the time would have put in a little bit more money into the effects, uh, I, I think that it wouldn't have been so laughable um well, because the cast you know i watched it it yeah it's not bad it's just it didn't have quite what it needed no and 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 i gotta tell you it's um Oli sassoon the, the the director poured his heart into it uh he he was uh, he was on uh, 
on tune with all the characters, how they should be acting to, uh, to each other. Um, I mean, if you look at it, the, 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 the characters were there, the, the story was there, um, but the, the, the holes in the movie were there as well. Yeah. You know, and, and that's too bad. But here's the thing is that if it ever had come out in the theater, it would have played for three weeks and then gone away. And now, you know, here we are 20 some years later, you're still talking about this, you know, mm-hmm. and it still gets us to conventions and it still gets us stuff like this, which is more valuable than any residuals in the world. You know, uh, uh, this is the Fantastic Four was a, was a, was an experience, and I and to me, whatever you take away from it, it I, I try to take away the good stuff. Oli is a, a wonderful human being, and so is Rebecca Staub and, and and Joseph Cult and Michael Bailey Smith. Michael Bailey and I have done three or four or five projects together, um, and and so we've got we've got a history, and and that's a a wonderful thing to have in this industry. You know whether the movies are hits or not. Um, when when the Fantastic Four didn't come out, um, the actors took took to the airwaves, so to speak, and and actually financed their own um, uh, 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 what do you call it? news? Help me out here. Uh, uh, they went to New York to do to do uh, interviews. Oh, like a pre- to, like a presser uh, or something. Cons. Yeah. There you go. Thank yeah. you. <clears throat> Yeah, do uh, comic cons and stuff. Bought their own tables and you know um, put their own money into it. And I just, I just didn't, I didn't see it. it you know, you never put your own money into your own project. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's the producers, that isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> never yeah. use your own money. Yeah. Hey, we're but back to Matthew Broderick. Oh, there we go again. <laughs> um, but but you know what? These actors really believed what they had was something very special, and, and in fact, they're they're right. But just um, it was just short of being special. Eh, I I don't know if I'd say it's just short. I think I think it's special in just the right way. It, it, oh, there you go. Yeah. And 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 I think even the the scenario that surrounds it, and like just the backstory situation of why it was made, why it wasn't released that like that's interesting to, to me you know it's a piece of hollywood history yes no doubt and and if you if you've watched doomed uh the uh, the documentary about it uh, that marty langford did uh it, it's uh, he tells an amazing story stories that that you know have been buried for years and um and you know nobody nobody will admit that they have a copy of it that they have pure copy you know yeah. oh, they, oh, they burned it and they threw it away or you know, it's in somebody's fault somewhere. Uh, you you got to know that. Um, and you're right; it, it was too special to destroy. But and here's the thing: you know, you, you haven't said that it's special in just the right way. Anybody who sits down to watch it always finishes it. Yeah, they mm-hmm. always watch it. And and if you're a geek, you get it. You know, it's it's um, it's much more of a comic book story than than the fantastic stuff that they did. You know, in, in the later. Uh, incarnations. You can definitely see the love that that was put into it, even if it couldn't quite get the support it needed to fly. No. Yeah, yeah, and, and I tell you, man, actors who who worked. I mean, these guys came to set ready to go, and and you know, um, ready to be the characters. Uh, Joseph Culp, you know, what a great uh, Doctor Doom. 
Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, uh, and and uh, just um, just very special people. So so we had it. We almost had it all. Oh, it's a great song. <laughs> yeah. We almost had it all. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, we've got so much stuff. I'm I'm going to let you go. Well, I, <clears throat> sometimes in 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 the things that we do in our in our work, when we when you watch a movie or you're out and about in public, you see things that you normally wouldn't see, or you recognize things that you wouldn't normally recognize simply because of the nature of the things you do on a daily basis. Right. Um, when you watch TV shows or you watch movies or you watch things on YouTube or anything like that, do you, do you look at that stuff too? Like, do you kind of like, I see what's going on, but I'm focusing on some of these other things that most people normally wouldn't focus on. Yeah, I think it depends if, um, I tell you what, if, if a TV show or a movie, if, if it's good, then, then that really doesn't come up for me. You know, if, mm-hmm. if it, if it piques my interest and keeps me going, then I, then I don't get taken out of that. Um, uh, uh, but, but yeah, there's, you know, I'm sure my wife's like tired of hearing about it. I'm like, Oh, you know how they did that? She's like, yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> um, Sometimes I can get taken out. Uh, um, I, I, uh, I'm not big on, um, oh, you know, like this new Magnum PI. You know, he mm-hmm. jumps out of his car and grabs onto a helicopter and flies away. And it's all cartoons. Yeah. And if I'm going to watch a cartoon, I'll watch a cartoon. <clears throat> so stuff like that takes me completely away. I mean, I, that's when I go, oh, yeah, I know how they did that, blah, blah, blah. But um, good God, you know, if you if you if you watch a good John Wayne picture, none of that stuff happens, you know. Um, um, I, I I don't get taken out if, if the picture's good. Yeah, I, I enjoy it just like everybody else because again, I'm a fan, and and whether I know how they did it or not, I can put that away and and let good things happen. Okay, so I've got to ask a, the, just kind of the last like movie specific ones I think that I've got. There, you know, there's some movies that you see that that you're in. It makes sense. Whatever stunts, uh, just pop my. You're in Batman and Robin. Okay, there's tons of stunts in Batman and Robin. You know, things yeah. like that. But there are a couple that I look at, and I'm I'm thinking back through the movie, and again, it's like okay, uh, like kind of like Mallrats, where you go. There's there's only a couple of spots I can think of where potentially you might have stunts in that. So I'm looking at one of the one of the notations on your resume uh wedding crashers yeah <laughs> was it the football guess. game the the uh, <laughs> you know um it, uh, the wedding scene uh well the, the wedding scene i, I think it's uh, i think it's uh, a jewish wedding and um they pick up the bride and the groom on the chairs and okay pass them around i'm i'm one of the guys holding the chairs up okay okay you know uh, it's you know, we come in all shapes and sizes and not always spectacular yeah no, uh, okay okay yeah feeling minnesota uh doubled um dan Aykroyd. oh um, and uh which was oh, now now there's a thrill you know yeah um, because it's Dan Aykroyd, and he was as nice as can be. Um, there's a there's a a, a a little piece in there 
trying to remember. We did a, a double Dan Aykroyd doing. There's a fight out in front of a house. It's it's nighttime. There's a car there with the headlights on. Yeah. And he gets his head rammed into the headlight. That's me. <laughs> and um, and then and then I think I stuck around and doubled Al, Alan Adam Arkin okay. doing some driving. So um, there's a car chase or something like that. So yeah, I feel in Minnesota. It's 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 funny, you know that, that we stunt people, stunt men, stunt women are in so many spots mm-hmm. that that people kind of go, well, they're in, what, what were they doing there? They were just driving around the corner. They were just um, you know uh, picking up a chair. But but you need to um, you need to have us there because that's what makes that's what makes it seamless. Okay, what about Beetlejuice. Oh, one of my favorite pictures that I ever worked on. Um, uh, gosh, I'm sorry I didn't mention this earlier. I uh, I doubled Otho. Oh, okay. Um, so, um, so uh, <laughs> when and, and I tell you, when we were doing the the, uh, the uh, sitting around the, the dinner table with the with the shrimp cocktails, mm, yeah, and they were going to do the banana boat song, yeah. Um, when they when they did, so I'm doubling Otho and. and we get our, our faces pulled in and then our chairs thrown back and we all fall. But before that, when they were doing the banana boat song, they had to clear the set because it was the funniest thing ever. Nobody could keep a straight face. Not the actors, not the director. They had, they had to clear the set to get that done. We were in stitches. It was so funny. So, um, yeah, so I doubled Otho and then a little bit later in, in the picture, he gets, uh, he's at the top of the stairs, gets cracked in the butt by, uh, by this, the, by the snake, the snake, the snake yeah, and come and comes tumbling down the stairs. That's me. <laughs> so I was like, "Well, we need you to double this." Here's this really, really weird colored suit that we need you to wear. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And um, and, and and Glenn Shaddix, what a what a sweet man he was. Uh, uh, again, that was a good time. That was a good time. It was difficult. That stair fall. Here's what here's what some productions do, and it happens all the time. Is that I'm at the top of the stairs. I've got 24 or so stairs to come down. I've got a railing on the side. Yeah. But earlier in the day, they had already positioned the actor in his final spot. Oh no! So they're like, "Yeah, you got to land with your head here and your feet there." And I'm like, "Okay." That's backwards. <laughs> yeah. And and the thing is, is that you know, damn it, if you don't do it the first time, the second time, you know, it's going to hurt that much more. Um, but uh, but I got around to it. But it's just that it's just that you know those are the kind of positions that that production puts you in and expects you to be able to take care of you know to, to hit your mark like that. And um, yeah, it comes from the trust from the coordinator, the trust from production, and then and then in your head you have to make sure that you know w- when your body's going this way and your heels are kicking you in the ass that your head ends up on the left side instead of the right. Mm. So, um, so, uh, but you know, it all ended well. And, uh, and what a fun show to work. I, uh, uh, that's one of the, that's one of the movies I worked on. I thought this, this could be really cool. You know, well, so what a, cool. what a cast too. Oh, yeah. What a cast, what a cast. Plus they'll show it every, every Halloween. So no doubt about that. There's some built in stuff, you know, bad, bad Santa stuff like that. You know, it's going to come around. Okay, I got two more that fall into this range that I wanted to ask about too. Okay, so um, Wayne's World. Yeah, 
did. Wow, I don't I don't remember how this happened, but I did a, a backwards air ram in a in a in a club scene. Somebody comes through a hallway, and I'm standing there, and I get I get punched in the chest or, or a straight arm to the chest, and fly backwards. Um, it was one of those days. It's like, hey, get in, go in, fall down, go home. You know, it was it's it was just, just kind of that. Um, yeah, it was Wayne's World. Yeah. Okay. What okay. Else? Okay. So, so this one is going to be our our link to to kind of an episode we'll hopefully be recording later this week. But you worked on sneakers. Yeah. So the reason I say it's going to link, if so long as everything goes well, and we're crossing our fingers, we're going to be able to to speak with Stephen Tobolowski uh, later this week, uh, who played Ned Ryerson. On uh, on uh, Groundhog Day and was also in sneakers, uh, right. uh, in that. So I'm uh, so the only thing I can think of in sneakers. Were you the one that fell through the ceiling? No, um, there's a. Uh, we were in Chinatown at a dojo, and I'm one of the martial artists. Huh. That's that's all I remember from that. Again, that was that. Come in at nine o'clock at night. Go home at five in the morning. Uh, and this is what we did. And I don't know if we were doing, uh, I don't know if we were, I, I can't even remember what we were doing, throws or what, but there were several of us in there. Um, <laughs> Sounds like something um, that might not have made it onto the final version of the film. Uh, you know what? P- possibly not. And, and and I do have to say that I haven't seen everything that I've done. Well, um, how could you? you? Yeah, I, you know, it's it's tough. Um, <laughs> but like, like I did a... a I did a rappel from the helicopter over uh, Alcatraz Island on uh, the rock. And I don't know if that ever made it to, to screen. Um, so, uh, you know, I mean, there's stuff like that, but not up to me. You know, no. it's, it's, you give them the best you can and, and hopefully that the editor doesn't, doesn't whack you, you know? Well, that's, that's just kind of awesome. So I do want to take just a brief moment. You mentioned, uh, uh, early and we, we talked about it. You do have a book that has a lot of a lot of stories. I, I assume that are a lot like kind of what we're talking about here a bit. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, stars, stunts, and stories. The Hollywood stuntman's fall to fame. So you did that what back in 2015? Uh, yeah, we, we about three about two and a half years ago, maybe three years ago now that uh, we published it. Yeah. Okay. So did you kind of decide it's like, okay, t- time to stretch a new muscle. I'm going to, I'm going to write a book cause I've got all these stories or did you, you, you knew you had the stories and you didn't want to write it. So you had somebody like ghost, write. How did you end up uh, getting to, to put this together? Well, uh, I, um, I was home recouping from, uh, I could have been my hips, could have been a couple other things. Um, but I was, but I was home for, uh, quite a while, uh, months. And um, my buddies would come over and we would talk and tell stories and, and they would leave and my wife would say, you, you gotta write these down. This is, these are stories that nobody knows about. This is, these are stories from behind the scenes that people want to know. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just bullshit stories. It's just me and the guys, you know, cutting, cutting up. And, um, and uh, she's a writer. And so she convinced me, she said, just, just write it down. And of course I'm like, well, I, I don't know how to write, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and she said, uh, she said, just write it like you would tell the story, just like, like we're doing now. She goes, just write, write the story. 
And she goes, and I'll go in and make the paragraphs and put the periods in it. And um, and that's what we did. That's uh, you'll see that that um, that I wrote it with uh, with Terry Ryan. Um, so all the stories, all the writing is mine. All the editing is hers. And um, and uh, there's some great photos in there. Uh, and, and that was the other thing. It was just like I have boxfuls of photos, and and I and I never knew I really had that many. Um, and so she pulled she pulled my photo box out, you know, from the garage. And, we started going through pictures, and she goes, "Tell me about this." And I said, uh, "I said, oh well, I was uh, I was running down the pier, and then I had to jump off. And I fell in the water about twenty feet." She's like, "Carl, Carl." <laughs> <laughs> Backstory. Story, right? Tell me the story, like I'm sitting down and I'm one of the guys, and I'm just like, "Oh, so that's how you write." And <laughs> and, and and that's what the and, and that's what the book is. It's it's um. It's stories that aren't too long, you know. It's it's a it's a look into a into a forty year career that um, that other people you know have asked about, and and um, and it's um, it's got like I said, it's got some great behind the scenes uh, uh, stories in it, and, and how some things are done, and why they're done that way, and uh, some of the things that I've done that that I was so stupid at that I'd never do again. So. Um, you know, it's it's a uh, it's a fun book, it's, and that's an easy read. And everybody who has uh, picked one up on on Amazon uh, seems to be really pleased with it. So, well, it definitely looks like a good read. Uh, absolutely, uh, we uh, we love to see anything where you get to, a lot of what we do with the show. It, this is kind of a, a professional appreciation. It's a lot of times, even when we're talking about movies, if we don't particularly like the way something's going i always like to preface it's like you know i understand that people put a lot of work into this and this is something that's great so it's it's a lot of just kind of this this tapestry work that people have put together to make our lives a little bit better a little bit more fun brighten the day a little bit and we definitely appreciate that from every aspect that we can um well, well thank you those are good words i appreciate that as well um, so to kind of just finish up here to, to wind it down because I know I've got about 3,000 other questions I could ask but we would definitely be here all night with that Let, let's just again whenever you guys want oh we would love that yes. that'd be fantastic yes, it's please. my favorite subject so bring it <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's normal I, I expect yeah, in the right. industry um, so you've got a couple of projects coming up um, that, that we saw um, where uh, that are either completed or in post production, and I just right. uh, just uh, wanted to ask about a couple of them um, and kind of get your takes on it, what you think. I saw um, a film uh, by the name of Almost Home that's going to be coming out. Uh, some. Right. Uh, Hannah Marks uh, from, uh, that was in the Dirk Gently television show. Uh, Robert uh, Lasardo, who talking about working with uh, Clint Eastwood, you now have another kind of secondary connection because he's going to be in Mule that is hitting mm-hmm. the the theaters with Clint oh, Eastwood. Oh, is that right? Shortly. That's coming out, yeah. So what's that? What's that all about? Uh, Almost Home is a is a story about uh, um, runaways uh, living on the street and trying to get back to back home. Uh, it's some kind of normalcy because the streets are as we all know, very, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's the trials and tribulations of one particular girl who um, kind of gets hooked up with a, with a, 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 a I won't say gang, but a bunch of uh, street kids, and they kind of show her the ways. And, 
this works a little bit uh, for in her favor to get her street smart, and then it um, it kind of just cancels on her. That, uh, so that uh, really, really well written, really a good story. Uh, it's, a, it's a story that everybody can relate to. Yeah, um, and, and uh, uh, it's also a uh, you know I, in my younger days, especially, I didn't do a lot of I haven't done a lot of films that you know kids, young people. Yeah. can or should watch you know uh and and so every once in a while you, you get something like this that tells a, a great story well, that sounds that sounds pretty awesome um, yeah and and they were wonderful to work with you know we we had um we had uh, uh i had uh, uh, a trainer come in and show uh hannah how to use uh, a knife um uh and and we had rehearsals we had actually fight rehearsals uh, they let us have and um these young people were uh, extremely willing to learn and and what a blessing that is as opposed to people who go oh no no I got this because <laughs> <laughs> that's two strikes against you right there you know yeah. so um, yeah they were wonderful and and uh, uh, hopefully uh, this, this production will will turn into something else well, that definitely looked interesting and you seem to balance things out well because you got something very serious and potentially you know touching something like that and then you've got uh, Rock Paper Dead. Yeah, we killed a lot of people on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a yin and a yang to my, uh, you know, to my career here. Um, uh, Rock Paper Dead, really, uh, really an amazing story, and um, uh, it, 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 it's uh, uh, direct, the director is Tom Holland of uh, of uh, uh, Chucky. He yeah. created Chucky. Uh, and the writers were Victor Miller and and Carrie Fleming, um, and and so the the history there with with these people are really amazing, and they were able to bring in um, uh, all kinds of uh, um, oh, uh, Maury McCormick, yeah, Michael uh, Madsen, actors. Tatum yeah. O'Neill. I mean, I looked at that. It's like that's got a that's got a really solid cast to it. Oh yeah, sure. Um, guys, just a second. I'm under the coffee pot. Okay. Uh, okay, got it. Um, you know, it it was a uh, it, it was a, an amazing cast to work with. And I got to tell you that Luke McFarlane was amazing to watch. And I've been on hundreds of sets, and I've watched thousands of actors, and and to watch his transformation from being uh, normal to not normal in, <laughs> in this movie uh, because he plays he plays kind of two parts. Okay. Um, and just just an amazing transformation. So so I'm I'm doing a shout out to, for Luke McFarlane. Keep a, an eye on him. Great working actor. Um, uh, it, it was a fun movie to do. Uh, you know, we we killed some people. We threw some people out windows. We we <laughs> hacked them. We uh, uh, we cut things off of them. Um, I think they might have put a couple things back. Uh, you know, it was t- <laughs> it was really something. Uh, and and again, worked with people who wanted to work you know i had i'd worked with uh michael Matson before and and um and the producers and uh it was it was a um interesting shoot it, because because the budget was not huge and we had to make some things work and and um i'm very proud of the fact that we all worked together to make those those uh, lines seamless uh, uh, Tom Holland was a great director to work for, uh, old timer, uh, 
kind of gruff, but got it done. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, and, you know, and I got to look at this, but um, <clears throat> Victor Miller, who was one of the writers here, you know, he's done Friday the 13th and Jason's and uh, yeah, he's just big time. Uh, Michael versus Jason, look at another one. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, so these guys have some great history uh, as far as those kind of movies go. And, um, and it was fun. You know, I have fun at work. My, my work is, is challenging and it's energetic and it's sometimes worrisome and um, and it's all the things that I and I think are just so freaking wonderful. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's overcoming it's 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 overcoming those those uh, problems. You know, and we're, we're problem solvers. And, yeah, and, uh, and I love that. All right, one last one to ask about. I saw one more. I won't go into anything that's in pre-production at this point, but one other one that looked like it might be pretty interesting. Uh, I saw The Great Illusion. Uh, you've got Selma Blair and a couple other uh, no- noteworthy individuals involved with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We uh, we just finished that well, you know, a couple of months ago, I think. And um, it's... it's um, <sighs> It's a wonderful, um, kind of mind-boggling story um, of, of mystic proportions that come to life. That's mm-hmm. probably the best I can give you right now. Well, there. no, that's that's uh, perfect. Uh, Le- leaving yeah. enough to tease. That's that's yeah. excellent. <laughs> yeah, and and um, uh, and and. Uh, and I was on this thing for a, a month, almost maybe six weeks, and I, my schedule never got to let me work with Selma Blair, who I had uh, worked with before on a pilot uh, uh, called Tommy's Little Girl. She is by far one of my favorite people to work with. And without a complaint in the world, she jumps right in. Uh, great pro, great talent. Um, so, no, so She's one of my so favorites, was, I know. What's that? I say she's one of my favorites. I know just just yeah. from the work on the Hellboy films, if nothing else. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Just from my end, great to work with. Um, and and there's some second generation names that that came through here. You know, uh, as far as actors and stuff go. But um, it's a it it was a again a challenging shoot. We had um, you know, not enough money and a little not enough time. And, <laughs> you know, we always had to make things work. But here's the thing. I mean, it, it's like I love working these smaller shows, and and the reason being is that the it becomes more family than big studio pictures, and and you get to work maybe a little closer with people, and, and maybe it's a little more intimate, uh, you know, because you're working 12, 14, 15 hours mostly nights, especially on these horror slasher things, um, and and uh, the ability to 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 do that is so different than when you work on big studio films, I mean, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. You run up against the same challenges. Just the money's different. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the same. Making movies is the same all over. Just the money's different. Uh, uh, you know, I've been on, on big, big budget features that, that go over budget and, and don't finish and, and or finish poorly. And, um, I've been on small budget shows that are just blockbusters. So, you never know what you're going to get. Um, but um, anyway. Rock so it keeps it interesting, right? Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, every day's new. You know, and, and Rock, Paper, Dead was a, a fun picture for me. Again, challenging. But when you come out the other side, then you've learned 
one more thing in your life that you can use down the road. That's that's pretty fantastic and probably a great great as good a place to end it as any because like yeah. I said if 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 I let myself I'm just going to ask you more and more questions. I mean, there's there's a question for everything that's on that list, right? I mean, it's, yeah, you you probably laugh if you saw the list I had in front of me right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Like I said, I t- tuck it away, and if you guys get caught short, let me know, yeah. and um, we'll jump back on. Uh, um, if uh, if you get the opportunity to. Um, download the book i think it's like 10 bucks from amazon or something like that and and get through it and that might just answer some of your questions or bring some more questions up but again um appreciate what you guys are doing by the way i really appreciate the the fact that you're that you're looking at people who aren't star quality well this is where a lot of really this is Mm -hmm. where the interesting stuff comes from the the yeah you guys you guys are the the bedrock that that makes everything possible at least that's the way I've always seen it, even in the stage theater that I've had enough luck to, uh, to to be involved with. If you don't have the people taking care of the props and the people that are working everything else behind the scenes, it's, it's not going to work. It's a yeah, it just doesn't work. You know, I I, um, I like to refer to us as the offensive linemen yeah. of, of the movie business. You know, it's like those guys are great. What are their names? That doesn't matter. <laughs> when they get hurt somebody else will come in and take their place well, that guy's great too What's yeah. his name? it doesn't matter yeah. you know um, but you know uh, you, you go into it with your eyes open I mean I, I, I it, and anything extra is is, um, is just a little more fun like this I mean 30-40 years ago I never thought that I'd be doing interviews about this you know <laughs> about me and and um, and, and it's I tell you what's nice is that I've, I've been able to, you know, I was a, I was a president of the Stuntman's Association and I, and I helped create the first Emmys for the, uh, for stunt people. And I created yeah. the TAR Stunt Awards with my wife, Terry Ryan, who helped me with the book. So, so I've been, I've been a, a around so much of this that, um, it just makes me feel good to be able to give back and, and, and into the industry. And what you guys are doing is you're giving back to your to your your fans you're giving back to people who want to know about this stuff and so i, I love stories that keep on going like this and, and and so again thank you very much really well, appreciate it. we definitely appreciate having you we will most certainly contact you again because i know well uh, this was so much fun we would love to do it again yeah we were kind of you know giddy to be able to ask questions and like shoot each other uh, little bits and pieces of uh video via text message like hey check this out or you know like what is this <laughs> yeah. thing here so but uh no, i mean th- this is this is more than good you know i i, I don't know if you've been to the webs to my website and, and taking a look at the at the reels you know they're there as well um so uh, you know again uh let me know what i can do for you um and, and let me know when this is gonna when this is gonna pop up because i'd love to listen to it probably fairly quickly yeah <laughs> all, right. Yeah. all right but uh thank you again and we will definitely talk to you soon pleasure gentlemen thank all you right. so much thank you all right.